At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We begin our number two, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds here at Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas and right now in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Rory! Car crash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, went in the creek on. Sploosh, uh, sploosh. I believe number six is where he went and now down to 14 to one. So he's going to give at least one back. But currently, Mito Pereira, nine under par, plus 270. Justin Thomas, three to one. He just parred the par mm. five. And by the way, the fifth, the par five fifth playing about 650. Two par fives on this layout at Southern Hills. And both of them close to right around 650 yards. So these are not guaranteed birdie holes. No. I mean, maybe the longest of the lawn, if you really crank it up and, and get it there, you can get it there in two, but not very many can. So... Mito Pereira still with the lead by two over Will Zalatoris, two over par through four holes. So a bad start for Willie Z. Four to one, JT three to one, despite being three back. Abraham Answer, 14 to one. Rory McElroy, 14 to one. Bubba Watson, 16 to one. Answer and Watson still at five under par. And then you go down Matt Fitzpatrick, one of my guys, 20 to one. Cam Young, one of my guys, all of a sudden making mm. a little bit of a move at 22 to one. The other Cam going the wrong way. That's Cameron Smith. I oh. believe he is three over. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it was. It's like when, when you bet Cameron Smith, it seems like he can't putt. And when you don't bet him, he makes everything. And, and Cameron Smith, uh, disappointing start because he made, I think, like seven birdies on day one and only shot two under par and then was even yesterday, of course, uh, did uh, hit Aaron Wise too. Uh, drove it on a different fairway. Yeah, Aaron, yeah, Aaron Wise finished the round, but 
you know, took one on the noggin mm. from one of Cam Smith's drives. So uh, Smith has tumbled down. He is about 100 to 1 right now at MGM. Looks like Rory's going to make a double on the par 3 sixth, and that's going to drop him down to two over. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the numbers now have just gotten out of control. For Rory's, he's going to be seven off the lead for a guy who had the outright day one yes. lead. Now, I think what we're going to start doing here is look, Mito Pereira, let's see if he can go here in 36 hole. Remember, the 36 hole leader here normally does traditionally very yes. well. That was Willie Z. So I wonder what the number will be tomorrow. What shots back do you have to be in order to have a realistic shot at it? Because no disrespect to Willie Z, who, by the way, right now is missing some short putts, which is his Mm -hmm. bugaboo from time to time. You just look at those younger guys and go, can they really hold up on a Sunday pressure? I wonder if a guy like Bubba Watson, who is hanging in there mm-hmm. and is only four back all mm-hmm. of a sudden, he might not be a bad play. You said 16 to one. Yeah. And, and look, Bubba is a guy with some experience has not won in a while. Of yeah. course, a uh, different caddy on the bag is guy, Ted Scott for so many years, the uh, pray for Ted Scott, because Bubba can get a little hot under the yeah, dollar from time to time. But uh, he's now with Scotty Scheffler, the world number one, who's not around for the weekend. But look, Bubba Watson can play smart golf, though, and he knows target golf, Mm -hmm. and that's what he does actually best because when you go off the tee here, the way it is, even with these wide fairways, it's a little bit of a temptress because to take the better angles into the pins, you actually have to aim at the hazards, which means you have to aim at the bunkers and you have to aim at the water hazards, the six creeks that go throughout this layout at Southern Hills. And it's risk-reward a little bit. It forces you to kind of drive it towards there, but not quite there. It's like when you're a race car driver. It's like where you got the fast line that might be the high side, and you got to get close to that wall. Mm-hmm. Just don't put it in the wall. And and that, you know, kind of what we're seeing with, like, a Indy 500 qualifying, by the way, going on this weekend. Run for the poll will be tomorrow, and we'll have a couple little updates okay. on that, by the way, uh, because I'm an Indianapolis guy, and I, 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 I stand for my hometown. So that's what we'll do. But back to the PGA Champions. Championship. And look, Bubba just kind of hang in He's there. Maybe, maybe see if this uh, kid from Chile, Mito Pereira, who's a very talented young man, and we think that this He's guy is going to be par. pretty good. And he is the first guy to 10 under and wow. now has a three shot lead. So now the adjustment at BetMGM, though, only plus two and a quarter, though, for Mito Pereira. So uh, two birdies already. Uh, the, he is currently the three, man to beat right now. A three-shot lead over Will Zaltoris. Now, again, had Carl Paulson on. We're going to have Rex Hoggard on from the Golf Channel as well uh, in the last hour. And I'd asked Carl earlier in the week, as Roy does make that double bogey, as we mentioned, to drop him to two under. So he's eight off the pace, just like that. We'd ask Carl, what do you think the winning score will be? Will it be single or double digits? And I think that's a good way to try to handicap where you think guys might finish up this. He did not think we'd get to double digits. Now, this is the first one to get there. Let's see if Mito can stay there. I thought 10 under, and usually, and keep in mind, in full disclosure, I am horrible in terms of picking, like, the (laughs) 72-round score, which is why I never bet that prop hardly ever, because I tend to always think the scores are going to be higher, and then I kind of realize, oh, these are the best in the world. What am I doing? I'm discounting all of them, and then they ended up beating it. But I thought 10 under might might win this thing. I didn't think it was going to be you know, a total score fest because this is a difficult course. You yep. don't see par 70s that play 75-56 from the tips very often. And the, and the difference will be before we get to the final round tomorrow and you look at those prices when you go into the fourth and final round, if it's one guy who's got a three-shot leap like Mito Pereira has right now, then you can kind of go, all right, I can take a shot deeper in the mm-hmm. pack because it's not the whole field you're trying to catch. It's right. more one guy. Right, and, and yeah, and look, this is a guy obviously you're going to take on more than if you have – somebody that's like a top five or 10 player. Like right. if this was Justin Thomas on the lead, it's a little bit harder to take him on, even though 
It is now almost going on five years. Hard to believe since wow. Justin Thomas won a major championship. That was 2017 at Quail the PGA Hollow. at Quail Hollow. So he is a guy that I have this week, and he did get the bad end of the draw. He and he shot six under, I think, in the tough end because it, it was tougher to be uh, late early, which is what his draw was. And uh, look, still, I mean, could have realistically been on the lead going into the weekend, mm -hmm. but uh, not happy with that approach, I don't believe, on number six. No, he's going to have a long birdie putt there, so probably more more than likely looking at a uh, two-putt two -putt par save there. Uh, I also wanted to talk very quickly about the UFC event tonight, because whenever you have a future Hall of Famer uh, in action, Holly Holm, it's going to take some action. And, and talk to Nick Leakus here, who sets the numbers at Circus Sportsbook, and he did mention that Holly Holm was getting bet up a lot during the week. But I looked today, and all of a sudden, there is some smart money and some sharper money, looks like, coming in on Ketlin Vieira here as the underdog tonight in this main event. So I had a, I always say you got to listen to long shots if you're going to be betting golf, and you better be listening to first strike if you're betting the UFC. So I caught up with Jordan Sherwood yesterday uh, from Chicago, and this was Jordan's take on the main event between Holly and Ketlin Vieira. I'm taking the dog here. I, I think Caitlin Vieira, this is an opportunity. Even though Holly Holm is difficult to take the fight to the ground, I don't think that the, the, the distancing and the point fighting for Holly Holm is going to be enough. She sometimes looks to work the clinch. That's not going to be an advantage against a, a, a fighter the size, the skill set, the strength of Caitlin Vieira. So I'm going out on a limb and say, I'm saying Caitlin Vieira gets the win, but I'll, I'll also look at the over because I, I think Holly Holm is just an extremely difficult fighter to finish. I mean, Amanda Nunez is really the only one to do it. Uh, and Ketlin Vieira is no Amanda Nunez. But I, I'm going to take the dog in this one. So there it is from Jordan. And, you know, I, I look perplexed there because I'm like, well, I kind of am mm -hmm. on the same side. Mm -hmm. I think we have a very live dog scenario in Vieira. Now, again, what you're looking for here in this fight is Holly Holm wants to keep this fight standing. That's the way she wins. Okay. And we've talked about now. Okay. Yeah. She's gotten some KO knockouts, right? She's done that. Obviously, the head kick heard around the MMA world when she shocked the world and beat Ronda Rousey back in the day in Melbourne, Australia, right? Uh, she's also had a head kick knockout of Betts Cohea. But past that, she's more of a striker to right. keep, keep distance and becomes more of a point fighter, right? Ketlin Vieira is going to try to take this fight down to the ground. And I was at UFC 196 when Misha Tate, when Holly Holm had just come off that win against Ronda Rousey, she was the defending reigning champion. And Misha Tate was able in the fifth and final round, which you don't see very mm -hmm. often, to get a submission by finally getting a takedown. That's what Ketlin Vieira is going to do tonight. Do you concur that you're looking at a live dog scenario here? And again, she's over a $2 betting under. I think so, because <clears throat> look, Holly Holm, now 40 years old, mm -hmm. has not fought since October 2020. That unanimous decision win over Irene Aldana. And I saw a couple common opponents here. Holly Holm beat Aldana, and then Vieira lost to Aldana. But Vieira did beat Misha Tate, and there we, who Holly Holm lost there to. There we go. So really not a lot of advantage there in terms of seeing that, but you have a 10 years younger fighter in Gaitlin Vieira. Now, she comes in off that win, that unanimous decision win last November over Misha Tate, missed weight the fight before, and usually more often than not, fighters miss weight end up losing, missed the weight against uh, Kunitskaya, mm -hmm. I believe, uh, last February 2021. But, yeah, I kind of wonder here, because you often see, you know, fighters can get old overnight. And I wonder if that's the case for Holly Holm. Hasn't been in action. I'm sure, you know, going to be in great physical shape. She always I mean, is. Always, always is. But being in, like, physical shape and then being in what they call game shape or fight shape is going to be a different thing. Because, look, we're even seeing it in other sports. And it's more, I think, pronounced mm -hmm. in the fight game. No doubt. But, look, 
we saw in the uh, Phoenix Dallas series where Chris Paul, it's like all of a sudden, man, he looks old. It happens overnight. It so does. That's what you worry about. And and I would be on, and I may end up joining you guys and uh, take a little shot at Caitlin Vieira tonight. I believe the best price in the market right now. I'm looking is at BetMGM. I think it's an even two dollars right now. Holly Holm, you'd have to lay two fifty. So. I'd be on the dog here with you. Guys. And the other point is, remember, this fight is at Bantamweight at 135 pounds. Holly obviously has had a lot of success at 145 as well. On the scale yesterday, to Wes's point, she's a professional, but she did look gone. I mean, it mm-hmm. still takes uh, it takes something for her to make that weight at 135. And again, yeah. Vieira's had her issues too at that weight, but she looked good at the weigh-in yesterday. It's going to be a very intriguing main event. And I believe this is Holly's fourth fight at Bantamweight because she did fight for the title, yep. got beat by Amanda Nunez, mm-hmm. and then beat Rocky Pennington and beat Aldana. So it's not like it's the first time. But like you mentioned, and especially when you get older, it is tougher to make a smaller weight. And that's why you see most fighters later in their career mm-hmm. go up a class. You know, maybe they go up, uh, you know, from 170 to 185 or make something that like that. It, it is so hard when you've been cutting weight because a lot of these fighters are wrestlers, mm-hmm. you know, and they've been cutting weight. So it's like, I've been doing this for 15, 20 so years cutting weight. I myself to get to this exactly. weight. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why it's easy for them guys at 205 to go say, I don't want to fight heavyweight. I don't want to, you know, be so gaunt coming in. So I think maybe that could work in uh, against Holly Holm. If the fact that if this goes, you know, deeper into the which fight, we're expecting yes. that to happen right now, juice heavily to the over minus two forty five for over four and a half rounds. So again, check out First Strike uh, if you really want to get some uh, top information before you make those wagers on the UFC card tonight. Okay, when we come back, Eric Snow is going to join the program. Can't wait to get his thoughts on the Final Four in the NBA and look back at some of the best that he played with and against. Come on back, it's betting across America right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him 
is just that, a myth. On Death of an Artist, Season 2, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, 
I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back here, Betting Across America. Dave Rawls alongside Wes Reynolds here at Circus Sportsbook. And Wes, it's going to be a lot of fun. I was really looking forward to this conversation today with Eric Snow. Because whenever you get a guy that's been to three NBA finals, mm-hmm. played with the likes of, say, LeBron James, Allen Iverson, played against MJ. It's great to get that type of perspective. So, Eric, welcome to the program. It's great to have you on. And let's start right there with the Final Four here in the NBA Finals. Is there a team so far out of this Final Four that maybe has surprised you the most to be in the position here with Golden State up two? And right now we have a split at 1-1 in the Eastern Conference. Which team out of the four has surprised you the most to get to where they are? I would have to say Boston. Um, uh, Golden State, uh, that doesn't surprise me what they've been able to accomplish. Um, Even though the Mavericks kind of got through Phoenix, I still feel Boston because I, I, um, I think everyone had Milwaukee pegged <laughs> to go to the, to the finals again and having Giannis on their team um, and not only getting past Milwaukee, but now being one, one going back home. So I think that was, that probably caught, caught me by most surprise, you know, surprising to me. So Eric staying with that game night, game number three, Boston now about a six and a half point favorite over the Miami heat. And as absurd as it sounds, Boston, who's a small team anyway, uh, Idoka went small again, and it turned out to pay dividends. So if you're Coach Spo and you're Miami, and you just got licked in game number two, (laughs) what adjustments are you making to counteract that? Because you got to think the Celtics are going to stay with this small ball. I mean, the one thing that you see from Coach Spo in Miami is that they have been, in the first few, few rounds, they've been the better team, and they've been the tougher, and they defended better. So I think what the the issue that they're running into now is that Boston can match that play. And I think Boston has more individual talent. So it's going to be, I think it's going to be an uphill battle for Miami because I think they've met that one team that can meet their, match their intensity, defend just as good, but have that, that, you know, that talent where their best player can go out and Tatum can, you know, if he's not going and they can give it to, Jalen Brown, and then they have guys that are making shots. And a guy like Grant Williams is going to match that same intensity that a guy like P.J. Tucker brings. Um, I think in order for Miami to make a difference, I think Bam has to be the guy that's going to find a way to dominate. I think you're exactly right. You got to get... Has to be the guy. Yeah, you got to get more out of Bam out of bio. That is for sure. Eric, I, I do want to talk about because you look a lot, and I'm sure you heard this a lot throughout your career, whether it's with AI or with LeBron. It's this one mega superstar and then all the others, right? So you look at, say, Luca in Dallas, right? Yeah. It's Luca and everybody else. Now, Steph's got some help there in Golden State. They got yeah. some Hall of Famers on that court. When I look at Jimmy Butler in Miami, 
Does he have enough help? We just mentioned Bam. Or is Jimmy that type of alpha dog that says, oh, I hear what everybody's saying about Boston. They might have forgotten about me. How does that work inside those locker rooms when you guys have a true alpha like Miami has with Jimmy Butler? Well, I think um, with with Jimmy, I think Jimmy's different than maybe a Luca or a Steph Curry. I think that his his ability to really help the team is not really about him going out and dominating by scoring the basketball. I think his ability to be versatile, come out and play defense, um, play energy, play and bring energy, play tough. If he can do all of those things and that's necessary for them to kind of pull the team along, he just he does it like those guys, but he does it in a different way. Mm. I don't think he has to come out and dominate every night offensively, but he has to be that guy that's going to bring that edge for them. And he has to, and I think he's done that uh, uh, this season, this playoffs in particular, um, very well for them. Um, they just kind of need to make sure that everything else is clicking for them to get a win. Eric, one more on Boston here. And obviously, Jason Tatum, I think it is fair to say he is a top 10 player mm -hmm. in the world right now. He is emerging as a superstar, even though they don't put him in the stead with Giannis and Jokic and Embiid just yet, might not be there, but he has absolutely raised his game. But when you look at Boston, I look back at some of your teams in Philadelphia, when you played with vets like Tyrone Hill and you were a veteran in your own right, the adult in the room matters so much for this team, and that has really been Al Horford. Uh, uh, going going forward, I mean, do you just think that these guys are responding to him because they, the, that leadership matters when you have such a young core? Al has been a huge pickup for them. Um, I think his leadership, um, his defense, and his awareness, his ability to play basketball, um, he can make the right decisions, but the toughness and the grit he's brought. I think that he earns that respect from, from the younger, talented players. Um, and I think that you have Al come in there and he's been able to, and he's played in that city, so he knows the environment. I think those those combinations have really helped him and has helped his team. I think if they didn't make that move to bring him back, um, we could easily say that, you know, as, as good as Williams is, the experience that Al has has really helped that team. And I think that it's kind of shown... Um, sort of paved the way for a guy like Grant Williams to kind of follow in the same suit as him. And, and he's vocal. He's playing just as hard. So I think that that, that gives Ume the ability to be able to go small now because you have Grant Williams and then you have Al, who's kind of leading the way. And Al has given them that versatility that they need to play bigger, they play smaller. And he's also a big that can stretch out to the three-point line. And that's really been a very helpful for Boston. We're talking with three-time NBA finalist Eric Snow. And Eric, you know, I think you and Wes just hit on something here. When you look at veterans like an Al Horford, the difference that they make, right? I go back mm -hmm. to Golden State, and I do look at Draymond Green. And I know we always talk about Steph and, you know, where, where is Clay right now as part of being Splash Brother number two and Jordan Poole, kind of his evolution. But what is Draymond inside of those huddles, inside of those, you know, sessions that we don't see with the media? What does a guy like that mean to a championship team? Because I do think sometimes, even by the layman, Draymond, Draymond Green can get overlooked. Yeah, it's easy to get for him to get overlooked if you if you watch the, the box score and the box score only. Um, he's a guy that his impact on that team has been tremendous from the day that he arrived. Um, he has been very impactful. He's been very helpful. He gives them that toughness, that gridness, the, all the things that you kind of need from a guy that's going to help mold who you are as a team. Um, we all know about his versatility defensively. Um, but I think the thing that don't really 
get talked about enough is his feel for the game, his basketball IQ. I think is is extremely high. Um, but more than any, but even more than that, his his ability to handle the ball. I think that's really been the the one thing that has made them a spectacular team that doesn't get talked about enough is the fact that they can continue to put the ball in his hands. He gets rebounds. He pushes the balls. Now he allows Steph and Clay and those guys to come off screens and put so much pressure on the defense because it's harder to double team guys and put so much attention on the shooters if they're coming from behind the defense. And he has allowed them to be able to do that by being able to initiate the offense from up top, even with his size and most likely with bigger guys defending him. You know, that was not a setup because Michigan State. That was not no. an Eric Snow <laughs> setup to get Draymond Green in the conversation. Well, Spartan dogs obviously yeah. got to be yeah. loyal to each other. Of course, uh, Eric's son, by the way, a member of the Michigan State football yes. team. Uh, Mel Tucker getting that program turned around there in East Lansing and uh, beating up on my Indiana Hoosiers <laughs> yet again. The more things change, the more they stay the same. But Eric, sticking with Golden State and Dallas, if you're Dallas and you're down 2-0 Man. and you've been hit in the three balls. You had 72 points in the first half. Luca looked like he was just on one. And then all of a sudden, Golden State just picked up the defense. What adjustments can these guys make? Because it seems like Dallas, they are predicated on their defense improving. And Jason Kidd, I have to give him credit. He's done a good job because this defense struggled. But in the playoffs, it's gotten better. But Dallas is one of those teams. It's like if shots aren't going in, the defensive intensity really lapses. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, Jason has done a good job with that team, and he's when they, when he's needed to make adjustments, he's done so. Um, I think it, it comes down to the, to, to the Mavericks getting stops. I mean, they had a, a big lead. If you if, Even when you got a big lead, if you don't make shots, if you're still getting stops, you'll still have a big lead. So it comes down to them, you know, individually coming down and saying, hey, I need to do what I need to. I need to step up my game to help this team. Um, and then collectively coming in and, trying to make it tougher for, for Golden State. We all know that Golden State's a, a tremendous home team and they run well at home. So when you get that lead, I think you got to kind of squeeze the ball a little bit, take some, take some time away and make sure you're getting good shots so you can have defensive balance in transition because I think that's where they were getting hurt and now you're playing scramble and you're pressing because you, you, know, you know what they do. So, so they're coming down and all of a sudden they put pressure on that team. But I think... In addition to that, um, they got to find a way to kind of slow down some of the other guys. I mean, Looney's having big games, and you know you got to make sure that you kind of bring those guys down to average or below average. And I think the Mavericks can get a game. Um, it's going to be tough. I mean, I think that you know, big three. I mean, game three is is going to be the biggest game for them this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to get this win, and I think if they get it, it kind of calm them down a little bit and understanding that they're going to make shots. That's what they do but they have to continue to get stops. They have to continue to um, take care of the basketball and slow things down. I think if they can do that, they have a guy on, on their team that can win them a game if they can get him to the fourth quarter. Eric, really appreciate your thoughts today. We'll have you back on. I can't wait to get more of your perspective here as we go along in the NBA postseason. So thanks to Eric Snow, Spartans for life. They do stick together, that's for sure. Uh, We'll be right back here with much more to get to on Betting Across America. And, boy, we might have a a stretched-out leader right now in the PGA Championship. We'll talk about that when you come back with us. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. 
This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page is going to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. And now it's updated every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all the action. You'll be able to see what the public is betting based on the number of tickets where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You're going to check out not only today's action, but future events as well. So betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Back alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America. I mentioned before we went to break the PGA Championship. Right now, Mito Pereira. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Four-shot lead here. Willie Z is kind of backing up a little bit. And if you are a Rory McIlroy backer like myself, the wheels are off. He is now down to one under. Yeah. Nine shots off the lead and currently 28 to one to win it yeah and we're gonna start to see some spread out i think if mito Pereira continues this i mean mito has been putting terrifically and you know young players especially i mean there's always a few outliers and a few exceptions but young players more often than not they struggle with the putter they can rip it off the tee they mm-hmm. can hit good approaches and mito Pereira, will salatoris another one we're seeing the struggle from salatoris with that club today but not seeing him Mito Pereira. so far i believe he's gained two and a half strokes because uh i have a, a little stat model that i look at you know in play mm-hmm. and when i kind of tweet those out you know who's gaining from where stroke gain putting approach off the tee greens and regulation and whatnot and looking at Mito Pereira today currently 10 under par I believe a four-shot lead over Will Zalatoris Mito Pereira just through like six holes gaining two and a half strokes on the green so he's making everything he's hitting it long enough averaging 310 on driving distance I believe he's hit uh four or five fairways so far today and the scrambling but gotten up and down twice so that's what you have to do here so Mito Pereira right now 10 under par he is your leader plus 150 Justin Thomas the second choice on the betting board he is currently five under this is a long birdie so no, not gonna that's going to be short so he's going to remain five back he is four to one Will Salator six to one and then all of a sudden somebody appears t2 and that would be one Bubba Watson uh, uh, 10 to one minus six so he is one under on his round Abraham answer fifth by his lonesome six back at four under par he is 16 to one Max Holm has made a little bit of a move mm-hmm. up to three under two under on his round today he is 33 to one Rory now down to 30 to one Sam Burns 33 to one Davis Riley wow. 33 and then you drop from there so uh this is all on Mito Pereira right now. Four-shot lead, just a third of the way through the round. I don't want to write the obit on Roy McIlroy here, but after you have the outright lead, you haven't won in almost 10 years a major championship on the PGA Tour after winning four in a very quick span to start your career. And a lot of people liked you this week. We talked about it. We're going to have Rex Haggard on from the Golf Channel in the last hour today. He was a popular choice this week and gave everybody hope because what he does is he normally backdoors top tens, mm-hmm. right, on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. He might be in position to do that again. But what is going on today? I mean, Rory McIlroy, th- no disrespect to, to Mito Pereira, Will Zaltoris, that is not guys at the top of the leaderboard that should scare anybody, certainly not a Rory McIlroy. Right, when they haven't done it. And look, Mito Pereira, I mean, he's not a total no-name if you follow golf regularly. I know he hasn't won yet on the PGA Tour, but guys that handicap and bet this every week like I do are well-versed in Mito Pereira. I wasn't well-versed enough to bet him, unfortunately, this week. Thomas, uh, my nearest pursuer, and not out of it yet. Look, there's still you know, 30 holes left to play for sure. these lead groups, 18 tomorrow. And then of course uh, the leaders just do six holes right now. So this is far from mm-hmm. over, but Mito Pereira looks very composed right now. So I have to give him credit. And we have seen 
young guys earlier in their career that maybe weren't established. Remember when Keegan Bradley won it in 2011 in Atlanta? Jason Duffner, I believe, the year before at Oak Hill, who was a younger player. Morikawa just two years ago in San Francisco. So don't assume Mita Pereira is going to collapse necessarily, no. but I do think you're going to get more and more pressure, obviously, as you get through not only this round, but tomorrow on Sunday when he might be sleeping on the overnight lead. And Rory McIlroy, by the way, if it's a stock, He's not on a 45 to one. I yeah. mean, it started off the day at seven to one. That's so hard to get back. I think wow. once you lose it there. So uh, Rory, uh, maybe moving on to the U.S. Open uh, next month at Brookline. Took himself right out of contention. All right, let's talk a little bit about the NHL playoffs because they have been wild as well. We talk a lot about the NBA and certainly with game two in Golden State and Dallas. Everybody's been focused on that kind of role reversal there in the second half. But I do wonder when you look at, say, the Avs in St. Louis uh, in this series here because – Boy, this has been a, a topsy-turvy. Mm -hmm. We're now 1-1, and I think a lot of people thought after the Avs somehow won game one, maybe they just put the pedal to the metal. Not right. so. St. Louis really showed some uh, stick-to-itiveness, if you will, to even up the series. Now we go back to the Lou for game three. Where do you look at the series overall? Because it opened up Colorado here, uh, minus 170. Uh, excuse me, the series price, Colorado $3, and St. Louis plus 250. Now we're all 1-1, home ice is to St. Louis. How do you break it down now? And we've seen the Avs have struggles in years past in the second round uh, when they're the clear favorite, mm -hmm. I think, here in the Western Conference. I got lucky in game one, Dave, having the Blues plus a puck and a half minus $1.30. That shouldn't have went to overtime because no. the Avs, who they were rusty. I was like, well, they're rusty. They've been off for eight days. That's when they finally swept Nashville that Monday prior and then didn't get back on the ice until Tuesday night for a different opponent. And then that rust lasted about maybe five or 10 minutes. They outplayed <laughs> St. Louis all over the place. Bennington had was fantastic, had to make 51 saves. I think the Avs at even strength in game one, owned, it was 70 to 30 in terms of percentage on wow. shot attempts. And yet that somehow got to overtime and us puck linebackers on the Blues got very fortunate. <laughs> and I, you look, you expected the Blues were going to play better in game two, and they did. But and, and it was a lot more even, I think. Now, I think the Avs are still going to win this series. I thought the Blues were at least going to get one game. I really did, just simply because Bennington was going to be great one night. And, and look, he's been, I think, very solid so far. But I'm not going to bet the price here. I think the Avs are still the team to win the series. But what I think you're going to see and what I did bet tonight, I did bet the over at six okay. and a half. And uh, look, it's been a little bit more even lately. We've been seeing we've been seeing some unders, uh, obviously, except for that Calgary Edmonton series, wow. which uh, also Crazy. also went over last night as the Oilers even the series up at one. Now going back to uh, Rexall Place in Edmonton, Alberta for game three. But just one game tonight. We've got three tomorrow, yes. which surprised me. I thought we would have two and two today. Day, but we've got three on a Sunday, but I like the over here with uh, Colorado and St. Louis. Uh, we've had two under games, though, so far. Game two did not go under, but we know Colorado, they can get going with the offense, mm -hmm. and if they get on the power play, they're one of the best power plays in the league, so I, I was juiced over, I think, minus 115. That's where you are currently at BetMGM, so Colorado for the over for me. We haven't seen a lot of movement on the price, though, because the Blues are just kind of one of those plucky teams that you can't totally dismiss, but I still think Colorado, they, they they might end up going six, but I still think they're going to win this series in advance. You look at the the long odds there, right? And you see the blue shirts there, 35 to one. They're down 0-2 to Carolina. And boy, it's got to be tough for them to go back to New York, Madison Square Garden tomorrow for game three. Obviously, now you look at the series price, Carolina minus eight, $8 here, and the blue shirts 550 to win it. Are they dead in the water? Or again, home ice technically hasn't been broken yet. 
So if the blue shirts can can you know rally at home and try to get you can't you can't win game four before you win game three. But do you think there's any value in that price tag at plus five fifty? The way I the first two games want, went. I never want to call a team dead in the water, and I did bet the uh, Hurricanes on the series price uh, at minus a dollar ninety. I thought anything less than two dollars. Uh, I wasn't as down on the Rangers as maybe our buddy Jeff Davis, who's one of the odds makers at Circus Sports, pretty good hockey handicapper in his own right. And we were talking for our PGA draft here in town on Tuesday night, and he's like. The Rangers are like one of the worst teams I've ever seen in the quote unquote elite eight. He wow. just thinks, you know, you've got Igor Shosturkin in goal, and you've got maybe three or four players, and then the rest of the team that there is a big drop off. Mm-hmm. Well, so far we have absolutely we have absolutely seen that. I think in this series, Carolina, despite the fact Frederick Anderson, who is their main goaltender throughout the regular season, has yet to play in the playoffs due to an injury. But you look, Rangers. Uh, Two to one, they lose game one. Two to nothing in game two. And I think why the Rangers got in that series with Pittsburgh, and I got lucky to win that first round series over Pittsburgh. The defense in front of them, the defense has been a little bit better in this series, but the defense in front of Igor can be really lapsing. It's like the goaltender, I think, always gets blamed yeah. when goals pucks go in the back of the net, and sometimes fairly, but I didn't necessarily think so for Igor in the first round. I just thought that Pittsburgh put the pressure on him, but Carolina is a different team. They'll put some pressure on, but they're not a team that's going to overwhelm you necessarily right. offensively. And you know, so far so good. I just think that, you know, taking care of the puck, they've had good goaltending from Anti Ranta and they've basically stuck with him. I'm not sure when Freddie Anderson is going to get back or if he is going to get back this season, but they haven't needed him so far. I look, I I, I think this is maybe going to be in five. Maybe the Rangers get one of the next two in MSG, but I, I wasn't doubting a sweep and that's why I did bet it in terms of the pre-series price at minus 190. All right, we are going to have Andy McNeil joining us uh, after we take a very quick break here in a second. But, you know, boy, you look at the Lightning in that series with Florida now and the mm-hmm. way that that is priced after what that they've done. That is a series I got wrong, by the way, because I did bet the Florida Panthers at minus 155, and now they are down 2-0 going to the uh, – the, uh, uh, not not the name of the arena now. It's the Amelie Arena, but we affectionately call it the Ice Palace right. in Tampa Bay. And uh, Tampa Bay 2-0, I Ooh. thought maybe coming off that series with the Leafs – that, you know, maybe the energy would be sapped at least a little bit early on and then pick up as you go. But so far, Florida Panthers in wow. a big hole. They look uh, absolutely spectacular. All they do is win, 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 win down there in Tampa Bay. Okay, when we come back, we will have Andy McNeil join us, and we'll break down the uh, NHL remaining teams here as we try to get towards Stanley's Cup and see who's going to hoist it this year. Come on back. It's Betting Across America right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, 
We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, sign up today and win $200 if you place a $10 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team hits a three pointer regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use the bonus code VSIN200 when you place your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy the playoffs more than ever with BetMGM. Eligible restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly if you have a problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in mississippi nevada or new york back alongside west reynolds i am dave ross this is betting across america right here on Beeson. it is always a pleasure we were just talking puck to continue that conversation with andy mcneil follow him on twitter at digital gambler and does a great job for us right here at Beeson to talk all things nhl and while we were talking during the break with me you and wes we talked about this Calgary series against Edmonton all knotted up at one. And you look at it here and you go, well, Calgary feels like the better team. But when you have the individual like Connor McDavid, sometimes it's hard to handicap against that great superstar. Andy, what has surprised you so far in the series and how do you handicap it going forward? Well, you know, nothing has really, really surprised me. I mean, um, I, I, I'm like in agreement with you guys. Calgary is the better team overall. I think they're really missing Chris. Uh, Tanif, the defenseman, who is, you know, not the flashiest player, but he's a, a responsible player in his own end, uh, and he could uh, certainly help them out a little bit uh, in, in trying to uh, contain Connor McDavid. Although I'm not 
really sure that's possible. You know, McDavid does this stuff in the regular season, and you know, even even the last uh, even the last few seasons, he started out really hot, and people start talking, "Oh, could he score a hundred goals?" <laughs> and and you know, the answer to that is no. But um, it's it it really looks like he's on a on a mission here. He's got a few banged up teammates and Leon Drysaddle and Darnell Nurse that aren't playing at. 100%, although Drysaddle's found a, a way to be productive uh, in spite of that. But um, he's he's really dragging this team uh, into the series. Calgary has dominated for large stretches. Uh, they had another two-goal lead in game number two, and obviously that evaporated, and, and McDavid was a, a big part of that. Um, the Flames have to stop taking so many penalties. They've got to play more disciplined uh, and and in game three, and that's going to be a little bit tougher because Edmonton averages more power play time at, at home than they do on the road. They had a ton of power play time in game number two on the road, uh, and and that's a you know a recipe for disaster against uh, a, a McDavid led Oilers team. But I've, if if there's anything that surprised me so far, it's uh, it's Jacob Markstrom. Uh, he has to be better. He's a big reason why Calgary is a sizable favorite in the series. Why they're a favorite in every game. Uh, and and he has to outplay Mike Smith. So um, the the Flames and Oilers are are pretty evenly matched on offense. Um, although a lot of the the Oilers' offense seems to come from McDavid. Obviously, um, they you know it, it's that Calgary's edge is is in goal, and it has to translate to, to something in reality. So if if Markstrom can't pull it together and and steal a game or two uh, when McDavid's on like that, uh, it's uh, it's going to be a long series. Andy, uh, one more on the Battle of Alberta here. We are starting to finally see some sevens on mm. the totals. Now, juice to the under in the market, minus 125. A uh, little more of a benign offensive performance, though, last night in game two, <laughs> considering we had 15 in game one. When you get a series like this, do you just think that this is going to continue? And do you dare? I know, look, you always have your power ratings and your numbers, and there's always a buy spot. Is there any buy spot for an under in this series? Well, you know, let's let's keep in mind that three goals were disallowed in last night's game right. as well. One for the Flames and two for the Oilers. Um, so, there, so, so there could have been more in, in that game. And, you know, seven seems to be kind of the baseline. The two teams combined for uh, seven or more goals in, in five of the six meetings this season. And obviously the goaltenders weren't always the same uh, in those meetings. But... Um, this is the kind of kind of matchup we're looking at, and uh, you'd have to be uh, quite the cr- contrarian to to take the the under in this one for sure. Talking with Andy McNeil, talking all things NHL Stanley Cup playoffs here. Let's get to the game tonight with St. Louis against Colorado. I think maybe some people are surprised after Game One, where Colorado really outplayed St. Louis, but held on uh, for that one goal victory, and then St. Louis bounces right back and gets the win there to get home ice here as we go back to the Lou. What do you make of this series going forward? And again, now it's really short in the price here in Colorado. Still the favorite, but not like they were before this series began. Yeah, there's a bit of 7% difference between where the, the Blues were priced in Game 2 and where they're priced in, in Game 1. Um, uh, it's, you know, it's a tough one. It's uh, the, the Blues played a really good game in, in Game 2, but you know, if if you were using Game One as your your kind of your baseline, your your reference point, uh, they played their worst game of the playoffs. Colorado played their best game of the playoffs. It was a travesty that that game even went to overtime. Jordan Binnington had no business making 51 saves. The Avalanche <laughs> hit five posts in that game, and Binnington's hot in the playoffs. After you know, take take Jake Jake Ottinger out of the the picture. Obviously, the Dallas Stars were eliminated, but. Uh, Bennington's got a nine or 9.48 save percentage, the highest in the playoffs of any of the remaining goaltenders right now. 
uh, through five games. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm skeptical that he can continue at, at, at this pace. He stopped 81 of 85 avalanche shots so far in the series. But um, he's, he's definitely playing well right now. Yeah, he's coming off his worst regular season of his career. So uh, it's a little bit, uh, you know, it, it just adds more fuel to the fire that goaltenders are – are voodoo. They're a total crapshoot. You never know when they're going to get hot. But, uh, you know, every goaltender in the NHL is a, a good goaltender. Obviously, they wouldn't be there. but uh, And they all have the the uh, the ability to, to raise their game. But it, it definitely seems unsustainable. But St. Louis helped them out big time in, in game number two. 18 to 5 were the high danger chances for the Avalanche uh, in game number, or 16 to 5, sorry, at even strength, not counting power play and, and whatnot. Um, 18 or 16 to five in favor of the avalanche in game one, the blues turned that around and, and had a 10 to three advantage in high danger chances at even strength in game two. So I think the, you know, kind of the expectation is somewhere in the middle there. I think obviously Colorado is a far superior team. St. Louis has been outshot in, in uh, all but one game. They managed to generate just as many shots as the avalanche in game number two, but there's only been one game in the playoffs so far where they've outshot their opponent uh, and, and, you know, I think kind of think that trend's more likely to continue than not. So we should see Colorado come out tonight. Um, I'm looking at uh, Ryan O'Reilly on the Blues to, to keep generating shots. He's, he's been a great player for the, Blue, uh, for the Blues in these playoffs. He doesn't, he's not the team lead in points and goals, but he is the most consistent scorer. He scored in six of eight games, and he's got nine shots uh, in two games versus the Avalanche. So I bet O'Reilly over... Uh, two and a half shots at around minus 115, I believe, or minus 120. And I'm, I'm also back in Devon Taves uh, to score a goal and to get an assist. I, I've done this a couple of times in the uh, playoffs so far. I did it in game one uh, versus uh, St. Louis, or game two, sorry, versus St. Louis. And uh, he played arguably his worst game of the playoffs like the rest of the Avalanche. Um, but he's a, he's a guy that gets, gets a lot of touches. He's a big part of the Avalanche's breakout. He should, be, uh, he should have some opportunities to get involved in the scoring tonight. So if one of those hits, uh, I'll profit on the, on the Devon Taves props for sure. Yeah, I certainly hope Andy is right. I'm on the over for this game. And look, uh, if those guys get out early, I think if the Avalanche can put one early, that changes kind of the dynamic of the game here where St. Louis you know, is going to be forced to, I think, go a little bit more. Interesting kind of trend, just quickly. Um, the Blues, uh, they've got three first-period goals in this in, in the two games. Colorado has none, but the, the Avalanche had nine first-period goals in their four games versus the Predators. So I'm I'm definitely sure I'm sure that they're uh, they're looking to, to start uh, start better tonight. And uh, another player to, to watch, uh, Miko Rantanen. He doesn't have a goal in the playoffs so far. Zero goals, six games. He only has 12 shots on goal in the playoffs and. He's got a mandate. There were some quotes that came out today in an article talking uh, to head coach Jared Bednar uh, about Rantanen and how he has to get to the, the net and he has to shoot the puck more. So, so, you know, that's a guy that scored at almost a 40-goal pace in the regular season. And if he starts to shoot the puck more for the, the Avalanche, good things will happen. Andy, about a minute to go, but I do want to get your take on the battle of the sunshine state, rather, between Florida and Tampa Bay. And what is going on with the Panthers' power play? Still over right now for the playoffs. I'm uh, I'm down 2-0 in this series. <laughs> I liked Florida over Tampa Bay. Uh, do you think that, you know, this is about over for the Panthers here? Because they're just not getting that power play going. 
Yeah, it's it's not looking good, and I, I didn't take the Panthers in, uh, you know, on a on a game to game uh, bet, but um, I did bet them in the series. I thought there was a little bit of a discrepancy between how the series was priced and how the games were priced, and uh, I'm I'm regretting that now. Obviously, <laughs> um, it's it's going to be tough to crawl out of. Vasilevsky is is playing great. Uh, this is the you know the Panthers are the the only team in the turn since the turn of the century to score four goals or more than four goals per 60 minutes in the regular season. And here they are with, uh, without a power play goal in the playoffs. Uh, they, they only have two goals versus Vasilevsky in, uh, in two games. And uh, man, there was just a lot of quit in that team at the end of the game. Mm. Just a, a terrible, uh, a terrible way to go out in a game that they, they probably should have won, uh, you know, simply by playing the percentages. But uh, I, I definitely wouldn't count the Panthers out. They've got too much skill up front. But, um, you know, Huberto, Barkoff, these guys have not been producing uh, anywhere close to the way they have been in the regular season. And the Lightning seemed fine just to hang back, wait for them to make mistakes, and rely on Vasilevsky to uh, to shut the door when, when he asked him. Absolutely. Great stuff from Manny McNeil. Follow him on Twitter at Digital Gambler. And I like how he called uh, goalies voodoo. Coming on back, <laughs> betting across America on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.